one. Let's have a swing out. The battle of the backups has led us to discuss Austin Declan's versus Charlie Heck. And where does Titus Howard fit in the future plans for the Houston Texans? You are locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp helps you connect with a licensed therapist who can take you on that self-discovery journey from wherever you are. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman, and of course, I'm joined by none other than Houston sports media member for the city of Houston, Rockets, Texans. And if you want to know what's going on with the Sabercast, you can talk to him too, Cody Davis, also a writer for Sports Illustrated. Shout out to our everydayers from the Himalayas. For those, of you, for those of you that rock with us every day, make sure you are subscribed to the Locked on Texas podcast on all of the major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music, and of course, YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe. Cody, there's a fun discussion that we hit at throughout the year, uh, throughout the offseason. This offseason, we saw the Houston Texans go ahead and get Larry Tunsil extended. Hmm. And the conversation back January 23rd was what would – how should the Houston Texans go about the uh, not every time so Titus Howard situation? And I said then, Cody, like you know, it really depends on how the new coach and coaching staff views him along with their contract. Larry Tunsil broke the bank, reset the market. Hmm. When we look at what Titus Howard, the possibility of a contract, possibility of an extension, the possibility of that not happening, and he'll go into next year as an unrestricted free agent. When we look at Titus Howard's future for the Texans, what should it or could it look like? You got to get the deal done, plain and simple. And you now have a potential franchise quarterback. John, what is the one thing a lot of people always talk about when you have a potential franchise quarterback in those first four to five years build around your, your quarterback while he's still on his rookie deal? Because as of right now, the Texans are on the trajectory to literally build something special around CJ. As a matter of fact, he might be the first rookie quarterback for the Houston Texans who is basically coming in with decent weapons around him. I mean, we talked about the wide receiving core yesterday. We talked about how that can basically be a collective unit. You already know your backfield is set. And of course, you already have your franchise left tackle in Laramie Tunsil. You might as well keep your right tackle in Titus Howell, who is what? Probably a tier below a Pro Bowl caliber player. And in my opinion, I think if everything works out, especially when you consider the improvements in the coaching staff that is going to take place starting in 2023, he might reach that Pro Bowl stuff. So it would be in the Houston Texans' best interest to extend Titus Howard as of right now. So, of course, the next question is going to be, what would an extension for Titus Howard look like? All you have to do is take a trip to Denver and – 
pay attention to the right guard, the right tackle, excuse me, that they just signed in Mike McGlinchey. He was originally drafted by San Fran, played five seasons, and him and Titus Howell is basically the same person. They're both right tackles. They both are that tier below under an all-pro caliber right tackle. Mike McGlinchey, his best on-field attribute is his run blocking. Titus Howard, his best on-field attribute is his pass protection. Titus Howard gave up five sacks last year. Mike gave up six sacks last year. And the only reason why he had to go on and side with the Denver Broncos is because San Fran did not give him an extension. Do not make that same mistake. Mike signed with the Denver Broncos for a five-year deal, deal worth $87.5 million. So that's roughly around $16 to $18 million over the next four to five seasons. Titus Howard, if the Houston Texans can kind of get him on the bargain, I would say a deal for him will probably be someone in the ballpark of five years worth $75.5 million. You could save maybe $10 million on his contract, and that will put Titus Howard in the ballpark of somewhere between $14 to $16 million over the next couple of seasons. That would give the Houston Texans the, the flexibility that they need to continue building around CJ, building on the defensive side of the ball. That would give CJ the protection that he needs, especially on both sides and you also got to keep in mind this if cj becomes the quarterback we think he's going to be franchise caliber top 10 in some people's eyes they consider him a potential top five quarterback once he start reaching the surface in 2027 2028 it's going to be time to extend cj <laughs> and the way the quarterback market is starting to look as of right now then the texans might have to break the bank for cj which means if you already got Laramie Tunsil, you already got Titus Howard, that is going to give you the protection that he needs to start off his career. You know, the funny thing about Titus Howard um, in his situation right now, <laughs> so we talked about Nico Collins like each year, something's mm-hmm. changing for him. So has Titus Howard. <laughs> like since he got But he's league. been better though. He's no, been he's, better. He's been better, but his situation, he's been playing everywhere on that offensive line outside of center. Um, he's logged over 700 snaps in two positions in the past two seasons. So like he has been moved around. He's never been stable for Houston. I think um, you know, adding the coaching staff and, and D'Amico and how this team is set up now, I think that this is a perfect time for Titus Howard to finally get some stability, hmm. right? I mean, this team has been very up and down. The The foundation has been bad. So with that being said, I think this is the perfect year for both sides. Like for Titus Howard, I don't think he really wants to leave Houston. This is a great place for him. And uh, when, when the Eagles drafted, Andre Dillard jumped hmm. up and drafted him. You know, we didn't look at Titus Howard. I mean, I, I did it as to what I saw from him last season where it seemed like everything kind of came together for him, even with the four sacks. Uh, I like the Brian O'Neill contract for the Minnesota Vikings. He's making about – I will use that as a as a base of what Houston didn't get in the, did not get this deal done before Jawan Johnson uh, went to – not Jawan Johnson, Jawan Taylor, who went to the Kansas City Chiefs. He's making about $20 million now. Brian O'Neill – Depending on the type of season Titus Howard has, uh, he can go out there and with a stable line dominate that right tackle, 
position. Brian O'Neill next year makes 19.6. I can see Houston, if he does end off this season with a phenomenal year, maybe getting the Pro Bowl nod. You know, maybe around 18.5 for that Titus Howard. That's a lot of money for Titus Howard. So, again, I always view, I always wonder how this team views him. Going out is great for him, but this is also a great opportunity for the front office, Nick Asirio guys, when they got a lot of money coming in next year to, see, to figure out what is your worth to this franchise, which is something that Nick Asirio has talked about before. And I'm glad that you use that as your foundation to say whether or not how a contract for Titus Howard will look like, because that is why it's so important for them to make sure they get the deal done before the start of the 2023 campaign. Yeah. Because for the sake of this argument, if he goes out and becomes a Pro Bowl right tackle, then you really have to consider what is the realistic or fair market price for him. And the, and the price is going to go up. So get the deal done now. Get him on a Mike McGlinchey deal. Like I mentioned, 14 to 16 million a year. That isn't bad, especially considering that that would give you more flexibility to continue just building around your team. Mike McGlinchey was five year with an average of 17.5. I think if he goes out there and balls out for Houston this year, and, 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 and you know, we'll see what the season is. But if he's one of those type of guys, 17.5, when you're going to commit to rebuilding the rest of this team before your, you know, rookie quarterback. It's time for him to get his contract. You build a team like the Eagles did. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at it because you kind of help your offense. When you got two guys at the, at the ends that can kind of take care of whoever's coming at your at your quarterback, that does a lot for your offense. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's easy, so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. We do it every day. We are human. Listen. You do all of that, you end up feeling stretched, thin, and burnt out. Guys, therapy can give you the tools. You need to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You ain't got to get in your car and waste no gas, man. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime, no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get started. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Welcome back in, Locked On texting listeners and viewers out there. If you're watching us, are you at home, working from home? We appreciate you. Listening at the car, in the car, at the gym. We appreciate you, our everydayers. And if you are an everydayer, I got a question. Do you have your Twitter or YouTube on dark mode or <laughs> light mode? Let us know in the comments or tweet us at John underscore Hickman 12 or Cody Davis underscore 24. Cody, so talking about the Houston Texans offensive line and what may seem to be the first priority at some point throughout the season or immediately in the offseason. Got to talk about Shaq Mason as well, if we want to be honest. Like, you know, trading for Shaq Mason, he has a year left on his deal. Houston did draft Patterson and uh, forget the other young man's name off the top of my head. Juice. He also, Juice, Juice Grugs, who is going to be the starting center. Patterson, who would be one of the guards. Mm, show about starting center? Oh, I don't know. Competition. Oh, 
We're going to see. <laughs> Got to look at the undrafted free agents. Uh, Dylan Deathridge, and I can't pronounce the other kid's name, Colleen Zarir. For, forgive me. But as of right now, um, that's a conversation that needs to be had, Shaq Mason. Now we got to look at the battle of the backups. The Texans currently have five total backup tackles on the roster with Greg Little being signed last week. Charlie Heck, a sophomore out of LSU, Austin Deckless is currently on the roster. Cody, when I look at the swing tackle position and, and that debate and or who's going to be the backup to who, here's a, a few important things to mention. Of the three with NFL experience, only one of those players have played both tackle positions in a regular season game. 2022, that's Greg Little, though he didn't have the best performances in the world. Oh, boy. The <laughs> um, of the two vets, Heck and Little, Heck has played more regular season NFL snaps with the majority of those snaps coming in 2021. Heck definitely has the advantage, advantage over Little, and I think it's very important to ask how do we view Heck chances of making this roster because right now he is due under $3 million this year. I think it all depends on what do the Houston Texans find more valuable, hmm. pass protection or run blocking. The reason why I'm pointing those two attributes out because Charlie Heck has the advantage with his pass protection. He has graded a combined 70.3 over the last two seasons, has only given up five sacks and five quarterback hits. Littleton, pass protection, is his worst attribute. It got so bad at one point during the 2022 campaign, the man averaged a pass blocking grade of 1.5 and this and you guys know pro football focus grade every offensive lineman on a scale of zero to 100 and this man had a pass blocking grade at one point during the season 1.5 by the way that was for the miami dolphins we already know what tool had to go through this past season hopefully oh, offensive man. line has gotten better and hopefully he could be a lot safer and healthier because I still believe in that young man. However, Littleton has always been a pretty good and pretty decent run blocker. At His best season came in 2020, his final year as a member of the Carolina Panthers, and he had a run blocking grade of 66.2. It's going to come down between both of those guys who is going to get the nod of being the backup tackle. Let's call it what it is. And this is one of those battles to where nobody's really talking about it, but it's going to be very important. Yeah. Really quick, I don't know much about the rookie tackles, but we got rookie minicamp coming up, approaching fast, and we'll be able to give you guys more later on those two young men uh, whenever we can. I do think, Cody, the battle does come down to little and second-year man Austin Declan. Listen, I, I, think, I think Austin is good. I say that because I like Charlie Hick. You know, like he's too. not definitely he's not a starter, but I think he is a reliable backup. Like mm -hmm. what Houston had without a Roger Johnson a couple of seasons ago, I thought that you know what he didn't always perform good enough to beat out maybe Titus Howard for the starting position. But when he need when you need him to come in and maybe fill a couple of snaps, he was good for both sides of the ball. Um, 
and, and, and that's what it's going to come down to when I look at, you know, heck is secured in my eyes. But Greg Little, Austin Deculus, I'm not sure Little, who is the veteran, is a clear-cut winner. <laughs> winner. Uh, 2021, Little got the call. He played six games at left tackle, five games at right tackle. He allowed four sacks that year, 35 pressures, and 23 hurries. And I think for Deculus, it's just important to be able to play both of those tackle spots. So looking at Greg Little, he played both tackle spots. Austin Declan's played both tackle spots. And last year's preseason played on both sides of the ball at tackle. Um, and I think the reason why Little was brought in in the first place, as I got here, like he was under Mike McDaniel. So maybe they signed him because he may have some knowledge of what Houston wants to do as an offense. As we got Bobby Slowick here in Houston and Mike McDaniels and the whole San Fran connections there. So maybe that's why he brought him into the building. But uh, I, I'm not sure, and, and you know maybe he helps out in the run game. But Little and Declan's is the battle that I would watch for because I really do think even mm-hmm. with the making under three million dollars, Charlie Heck as a backup. Like I would rather have Heck as a backup if Titus Howard goes down or Larry Tunsil than Greg Little as my backup. Mm-hmm. And Austin Declan's is a guy that you just brought in last year, so I think they are looking at him like look at, just said about Titus Howard. Will you be here next year? If not, we got somebody already in the building that we've been grooming in the first place. I think the deal should get done if they really want to commit to him. But just if it doesn't, Austin Deculus. Well, you got to keep this in mind. Austin Deculus, first of all, he's the youngest. So he has possibly the most upside. And two, he's Nick Asirio guy. Austin is the one that I say, okay, he might be the safest. Charlie Heck, I agree with you. He has been a very reliable backup ever since he entered the building in 2020. More so in 2021 when you had that weird experience where Titus Howell was left guard and then when Larry Tonso got hurt, he was left tackle. Like, they moved him all around. Charlie Heck did a very good job holding down that right tackle position until they came to the senses and said, you know what, the best version of Titus Howell is at right tackle. Uh, you know, at what point, Titus Howell was like a point tackle. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> he really was. Man. He was a wide tackle. He, he, was, he was just all over the place. But, you know, once Not again, right the Houston Texans came to their senses and said the best version of Titus Howell is at right tackle. The best version of Charlie Heck is being his backup. So, so that's why I, when when I view both of these players, Charlie Heck and Greg Little, that's why I say I think it's going to come down what do they value more. Because even though Greg Little has been god-awful in his pass protection, he has been a pretty good run blocker. And you know that the Houston Texans are going to put a lot of emphasis on the run game. Yeah. Second-year phenom, I'm going to call him, Damian Pierce. Come on, man. The more holes that you can open up on that offensive line, the better the, the, the better the run, the yeah. better the run, the easier it's going to be for CJ, the easier it's going to be for CJ, the better the offense, more points, more wins. Come on now. Yeah, man. I, like I said, I think they brought in Greg Little because of his time in Miami. We, we, we may look at that as a similar zone style, you know, whatever they're trying to do in the offense. So we'll see how it plays out in camp. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. Please be sure to check out the podcast, the quick hits, everything involved over the weekend because on Friday, the Houston Texans will start rookie minicamp, which means we're going to have an opportunity to see 
all of the 2023 rookie prospects in the Texans uniform for the very first time, which includes our guy, C.J. Stroud. Speaking of C.J., on Monday at the Houston Texans, I believe this was their 20th annual golf tournament, Cal McNair came out and said that the Houston Texans and the coaching staff are not going to hand <laughs> C.J. the starting job for the Houston Texans in 2023. I get it. I understand it. I'm not going to make a big fuss about it because Kyle's way of thinking is similar to what Nick Casario had to say the night after they drafted CJ. The goal for the Houston Texans is to make sure that you put the best players out there on the field in order to win. Yeah, CJ is a rookie. He yes. still has to go through this learning curve. And we've seen this before, oh, I want to yeah. say. We've seen uh, it in 2021 with the whole Tyrod Taylor, uh, Davis Mills. And we saw it in 2017. Tom Savage <laughs> and Deshaun Watson. That arrow only lasted for, what, half a game? <laughs> but anyways, they said they are not going to – automatically give him the job, which is the same thing that they said in Carolina, but by the way, about Bryce Young. I do want to add that. Uh, Cal McNair also came out and said he didn't have <laughs> anything to do with drafting a quarterback. <laughs> hey, man, listen. You got everything to do with getting some money into that building. And CJ playing and being the starting quarterback does more for the fan base. Than Davis Mills or Case Keenum, I'm glad you come out and say that, but yeah, right. <laughs> I, I wonder how I wonder how this feels for the players. Like for CJ, how you gonna draft me number one? And even Bryce, uh, how you gonna draft me one and two? And you know, it, it, I only like it only from the standpoint it kind of like I guess take the pressure off them. Yeah, but I always which wonder, is something that D'Amico has said before. Like whoever comes, he's not the savior. Of the franchise, and so I mean, it is a good tactic to uh, yeah, shield your rookie quarterback, but uh, and, and for Davis Mills, like to hear your owner and general manager say this, like, ah, oh, you I know, it's competition, shot. you know, I it's kind of like false hope. Like, do you really think you got a shot? Like, come on now, like, <laughs> thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texas podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With the starting quarterback CJ Stroud, um, but you know it really it is, and I should close out. But it really training is a camp thing. competition. It really is a good thing. Like nothing should be handed um, to anybody, right? Come out there and compete for it. I think good competition is always great competition. So that's my final thoughts on that. But we'll see CJ week one, bearing any injury. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texan and. Uh, subscribe on YouTube under the name Locked On Texans. We are, I think, 13 subscribers away from 3,400, 3,600. Mm. So you guys help us get us there. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.